Hey there, guys and gals. This is Patrick from the Number 9 with Tommy podcast. You know how much we love talking about the silliest stuff we can, but there's something else worth talking about. Suicide doesn't end the chances of life getting worse. It eliminates the possibility of it ever getting any better. So please, never, never, never give up. If you're thinking about ending your life, call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. It's so common in our society to hate our neighbors without any reason. Trust me when I tell you, there's lots of people who love you with and without reason. If you're looking for a reason not to kill yourself, this is it. Again, that number, 1-800-273-8255. I say, good day. Good day, ma'am and sirs, and welcome to the last of this trilogy of Tommy Free episodes of the Number 9 with Tommy podcast. Mason and I were disappointed with Wednesday's show, but have no fear, that will not last. We're willing to admit that it was subpar, but this time, we're going to get behind each other and come hard. We're besticles sitting on a couch, understanding one another's references. I can almost feel Mason in my mouth the way we're going to finish each other's sentences. I'm going to support him like the bra to his teat. And he'll cover me like the cup to my deek. As far as stand-ins for Tommy, he's the dopest one I know. Just sitting near him makes me hard. Just sitting near him makes me hardly able to focus on the show. I apologize if at any point any of this sounded like a sexual innuendo. That certainly wasn't my intent, though. I just wanted to captivate like that JoJo exotic. Not write a bunch of lines that were homoerotic. Like I said, today, my co-host is the Bearded Gamer for the final podcast of the trilogy. Then I get that big, beautiful, bald-headed twit back. Mason's almost ready to leave. I mean, hell, he's already got his shit packed. Mason fucking Ford, what's been up, man? How are you? What's going on, man? What the shit? <laughs> what? Something I said? First off, we're not on the couch. Second off, I don't know if it's your basement or that that made me wet. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely moist out here. That's excellent. Uh, yeah, I got... Uh, I now understand how Miss Elizabeth feels because the other night I got two inches of uh, rain <laughs> yeah. down in my basement. Really? Really flooded your cave. Yeah. I, uh, now I know what it's like to get two inches and to be, uh, you know, just pouring fluid everywhere. Yes. So it's very it's very wet down here, man. Two inches of rain. Um, I had zero, uh, I guess, like uh, damage remediation equipment. I basically used a kitchen broom to sweep it into the sump pump. And uh, Liz had like a little six-inch shower squeegee. I, I squeegee the shower walls when I'm done showering. Um, so it just doesn't, you know, have like that weird spotty water stuff going on. And, uh, now I can't use that squeegee because it's been dragged across my concrete basement floor on the other half. Um, but you guys, if you're watching live can see we're in here, you know, the, it's not squishy, the carpet, but it's definitely not dry. Um, I wouldn't say it's not, not squishy. Yeah. It's very cold. The, the watery carpet. Um, but we're working on it. It's a process. I'm uh, I'm trying to get rid of the water. There's no process right now because we're doing the podcast and everything that you run to get water out of a carpet is very loud. Yeah, unbelievably so, actually. But other than that, uh, I had a good week. Mason, how was your week? What a great week. Good, good, good. Michael uh, and his family are gone. They were here for two weeks on vacation. They left. They, uh, as classy as one would expect, uh, you know, my... 
my frontline badass of a nurse uh, brother to be. He had my car detailed on his way out the door, and he paid uh, to have my house cleaned on his way out the door. I haven't set up the appointment, but uh, I can tell you this: I might just have the people come and dry the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> because at this point, it's worth whatever they're going to charge. Yeah. And Michael's paying for it, so fuck it. You, Patrick, you talk in so many different, like, you go from quiet to loud so many times in a, one sentence. It's almost impossible to adjust your levels. I don't know why you say that I do that, because I don't feel like I do that at all. You're, you, you are the epitome of that scene in Awesome Powers <laughs> when he first thaws out and he's like, I'm having problems controlling this volume of my voice. I don't even remember that. Which Austin Powers? I think that was the first one. I gotta tell you. So I thought the first two Austin Powers movies were... I thought the second one? I thought they were phenomenal. I really did. I thought they were really well done. I thought they were very, very funny. Then Goldmember came out, and I can't even watch the first two Austin Powers movies now because they're not fucking funny compared to Goldmember. Goldmember was absolutely sensational. That should have been the movie I did the review on this week. Goldmember is fantastic. Fat Bastard's fantastic. Vern Troyer's fantastic. Dr. Evil's fantastic. That's a good fucking movie. That's a great movie. Um, that is my very straight... I, would, I don't want to say straight-laced, but a pretty straight-laced father. Like, his favorite, like, go-to stupid movie. Okay, you know what? It's packed with dad jokes. Like, when they're climbing the ladder, and uh, Austin Powers is like, Dr. Evil, I used to think you were crazy, but now I can see you nuts. Yeah, or the, uh, the endless... Silhouettes from the tents. Uh, yes. Things looking like they're coming out of his anus. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or a number of other stupid things like that. It. So, uh, what we have for you guys today is an answer to an important debate. And by important debate, I mean, well, it's a stupid fucking debate. Uh, we have a conversation that will answer the question, is the American flag racist? That's right, that's a real question. Um, we have a very, very interesting fight club to talk about. Oh, yeah. First rule of fight club on the number nine with Tommy. We talk about that shit. We talk about the fucking fight club. <laughs> Mason, we have an ex- extremely <laughs> exciting game. We do not have a vocabulary game. We do not have a weird team name game. What I have is the animal family game and we'll get into that and you're gonna you're gonna be thrilled you're gonna thoroughly enjoy animal it. families animal families like the mcducks nope scrooge and the rest nope uh, like uh like a herd of elephants oh a murder of crows like like a murder of crows murder of crows yeah uh, um i hate to tell you i'm gonna ace this shit because i love them well mason love i'm gonna them. i'm gonna ask that you get Five out of ten correct. You're That's ten? I've got ten. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think you're going to nail it at all. I think I will not only nail it, I'll impregnate it. Nice. Yeah. In lieu of a movie review, I will be uh, giving a quick UFC 264 review. Uh, Poye McGregor, three, the rubber match. And, uh, I mean, you've got Poye, who is like the handsome Channing Tatum of the UFC, and you've got McGregor, who I think anybody who's a wrestling fan can say, well, he's a heel. He and we'll get is. into how that match ended uh, and how Brr. the heel went down. <laughs> um, <laughs> but first, let's do some mail time. Um, Mason, hit us with that fucking intro. Mail time. Mail time. 
Yep, come on. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Hey, I guess they're right. Senior citizens, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose. I'll be right back. Don't you go dying on me! Hey there, number niners. The term video game addiction is defined as a compulsive or uncontrolled use of video games in a way that causes problems in other areas of a person's life. If you feel that you or someone you know is suffering from video game addiction, tell them to stay the fuck out of the chat on twitch.tv forward slash number nine gaming and twitch.tv forward slash number nine media, where the bearded gamer and chunk dizzler are dropping bodies on all the best games like seven days to die or setting up heists on GTA and claiming victories in Warzone. This channel is not suggested for gaming addicts, children, adults, bleeding heart liberals, snowflakes, vaxxers, anti-vaxxers, anyone pro-choice, pro-life, people supporting that any lives matter at all whatsoever, blondes, brunettes, people with a history of heart conditions, memory loss, advanced delusionary schizophrenia with involuntary narcissistic rage, erections lasting longer than four hours, diarrhea, severe allergies, pet allergies, crashes, COVID-69, or Karens. So, mail time. Yeah, so, we, again, we got two memes. The first meme, I'm not even sure if it's a meme. I mean, it's a meme. Everything's a meme to me. It says, so this year, when purchasing a husband-wife combination fishing license, the DNR is requiring both husband and wife to be present and show ID. This is to prevent fraud. So let me get this straight. You want both my wife and I to be present and to show ID to prevent phishing fraud. Yet you don't have the same requirement for voting for the President of the United States. Yes. Interesting point. What is phishing fraud? I would assume that it you... Um, phishing... Jesus. Oh, I, yeah, what's the point? I mean, if you're no, no, getting two licenses... Limits. There's phishing limits, right? So, like... I guess that way would prevent me from getting a fishing license for Carissa using her license to go double my limit. Like, I'm going for, like, I don't know, salmon. So there's sockeye up in northern Connecticut. Yeah. And there's a limit on them. I'm only allowed to take one or two a day of a certain yeah, but size. That would be because you have one license. So if I have. It's not like you could just carry two licenses. It's a great point. She'd have to be there with me. Because yeah. if I pulled over. And I had four fish, and she wasn't there, and I just had her license. That's not how that works. No. Hmm. I mean, unless you're that, like, let's just say you're married, right? I am. And you want to cheat on your wife. I do. I mean, nothing. And nothing makes you two get on each other more than a good old day at the lake. So you then bring your mistress fishing with your wife's fishing license... Like, I, I can't figure out what fishing fraud is exactly. I really... Other I, than, I, I guess... I get to the bottom of that, you know? I suppose if there's a ban or anything on your fishing license, if you're not allowed to get a fishing license again, and you just did all this by mail, you know, you could get one. You know, the worst part about me being on the show is... What's that? I'm not at home using Google to figure things out for you. Yeah. I don't really know what fishing fraud is, but I can say this. I know what election fraud is. Yeah, it's when you bring a fish to a vote. That is correct. Okay. Um, I just thought this was interesting because it's a valid point. If 
I, I mean, I would laugh at them if they asked me. If they said, you know, you and your wife will both have to be here and your IDs have to be present, I would say, what? Are you the fucking, like, the government? Are, you, are, are we voting for the president? Oh, no. That's fucking ridiculous. I'm not doing this. This is crazy. No, you just wouldn't fish that year. Fuck fishing. I love fishing. Yeah, in my defense, I'm not going to fish this year anyways. I love fishing. Do you have your fishing license? Sure don't. Didn't get it this year. All right. Started a new job. Didn't have a lot of time, I didn't think. I don't know. I have more time than I thought. <coughs> What's that? I have more time than I thought I was going to go fishing. Problem is, I got a little one at home. True story. And another one on the way. <sighs> a tadpole, if you will. Mason, we have another picture, which you can actually pull up on the live feed. Uh, no, this is, I just, the only one that I was able to pull up on the live feed was a fishing problem. Oh, okay. The other one, for some reason, not working. However, I've always got, Daddy's always got your back. This one. Look at me. There you go. Look how good I am at this. Blue Justice sends this to me, and I'm fucking dying because Mason, or because Tommy and I, I mean, for how long, called him Blue Thunder and Blue Ranger and Blue Waffle. We could not fucking remember his name. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Along with that, we have this constant battle of Tommy um, saying he's going to eat healthy and then that he eats a sleeve of Oreos in a clip. So, if you're watching the live feed, you're looking at a single hand dunking an Oreo in a glass of milk, and it says, when I dunk my cookies, I think of you, and hold them under until the bubbles stop. And <laughs> Blue Justice sent that and said, this is for Tommy, and I'm not sure what he's trying to say. I'm not sure if he's saying, I think of you when I eat Oreos, or see pictures of Oreos, or if he, think, if he thinks of him when he holds his Oreos under until the bubbles stop. It sounds like Blue Justice might want to kill Tom. It does. It sounds uh, very, yeah, threatening almost. And uh, I think it's because of Tommy's name calling with Blue Ranger and Blue Waffle. And Blue Ranger. Not. Yeah, Blue Ranger is my favorite, I think, though. Somehow I was safe from this Oreo death threat. Well, you don't eat a sleeve at, the to- at a time. Like Tommy does. Tommy eats a full sleeve, calls it eating healthy. Well, he limits himself to a sleeve. I mean, you know, you know what a perfect serving of Oreos to me is, Zero? or any or any cookie. What's that? I like Oreos this much. I don't know how I, many. I realize that you guys can't see Mason right I now. I don't know how many cookies. Mason is holding this... his fingers open, like an actual scientific gauge. Yeah, like it's this this amount of cookies. However many fit in between my fingers. Well, you, it's you usually should about open four. your fingers wider. No, it's usually about four. No, it's exactly as much. Okay, okay. Exactly I didn't realize how accurate that scale like was. A, so basically, if I was if I was on the streets, I might not want to grab cookies. I was just gonna say, looks like the Cripsy. The bloods are fucked for Oreos because the Crips have the perfect Oreo. I don't even grip. know how you would grab cookies with a B, but the the perfect is like yeah, the Cripsy. I'm throwing gang signs, grabbing cookies. Okay. Uh, I don't feel safe doing this on the streets. So I don't even eat cookies on the streets because of this. Any members of the uh, the Crips who are interested in being on the Number Nine with Tommy podcast. Please reach out to us at the number nine podcast at gmail.com so that we can actually have you throw gang signs and eat Oreos. I will gladly host you in my home. Please join us. Um, Definitely not my home, but your home's fine. <laughs> Mason, let's get, uh, let's get down to business. Cue that movie review music and let's talk about UFC 264. She said, I think I remember 
Okay. So, wait, did you do the intro music as well? Or just I did. The, yeah, no, okay. the intro music is that. You okay. can see the squigglies, how they get real close in that one spot, like it's, you know, someone singing Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, yeah, that is the intro music. I always think of Californication, but that's the outro. Yeah, you know, you do realize that if if you ever want, like, if in the future get paid advertising or anything like that, you can't use that music as a trademark? You can use certain amounts. I believe it's under seven seconds, but I'm not positive. Yeah, you know how fast that intro would be? Yeah. Either way, uh, I actually have a friend, um, since you brought it up, who's going to be coming by um, a, a Mr. Dante... And Dante is going to bring his guitar with him. We're going to jump on the Fruity Loops, and we're going to make some intro, outro music for the segments and maybe the podcast as a whole, but we're definitely going to start um, the intro music for the new podcast, which has a title. It's got a real title. Real title. So you've gone through three titles so far I've heard of. It was Love Your Neighbor. Already Exists. Ah, uh, love thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor already exists, and I don't and know. Here we are, on the couch with Pat. Wow, how original! Are you going to sit on a couch? Sure am. Are you going to keep your name? Sure am. Perfect. Nailed it. All right, UFC two sixty four, the main card. We're not going to talk about the prelims. The main card: Sean O'Malley versus Chris Mutino. Uh. Chris Mutino, with his very, very, just like flagrant green hair. Is that the green-haired guy? Yeah. And I Sean didn't know O'Malley. he had a real name. I thought he was just green-haired guy. Yeah. He looks like a fucking human parrot. Looks like his his mom fucked an actual bird. Speaking of Fruity Loops. Yeah. Um, Sean O'Malley, not much better. He's gone with the old lady silver with a hint of purple. Um, really, just a clash of the terrible, floby, bad die jobs. Um this fight was awesome. Sean O'Malley uh, was in fight shape. He was ready to go, and he was uh, a heavy, heavy, heavy favorite. Chris Mutino takes the fight on 11 days' notice and spends about 14 minutes and 23 seconds getting punched in his face. Uh, he never stops moving forward. He looks like a different human being when it's over because of the amount of damage done to his face. He, I want to say, he only got knocked down once at the end of the first round and just took a plethora of face shots, um, like Mason's sister on a Friday. Um, something I said. Just trying to figure out how that would work. Mm, joke doesn't work if Mason's sister's a lesbian. Right. Huh. Well, then. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You tried. We could, right. I mean, it could have been your sister, but you don't have one. That's true. Mm. Joke. Joke doesn't have the same sting. Joke dies right here does anyways uh he took a bunch of punches to the face he lost the fight uh herb dean did call the fight with like uh either either 23 or 37 seconds no, 23 seconds left, on, yeah, left, on left the in the last like, round you know what we'll call it right here he's done um either way the the real winner here sean o'malley won the fight but chris Matino proved that he is a bad motherfucker who is going to continue coming at you no matter what you do to him so I would say he ultimately, big picture, walks away with a little bit more than Sean O'Malley. The yeah. women's bantamweight fight was Irene Aldana versus, here we go, Yana Kanitskaya. She's a... How do you spell that? Yeah, she's a super hot, uh, I'm going to say, 
maybe Slovakian or you know Russian. I noticed She's that European. when I when I got here we've been hanging out down here for a little while now um, you, you showed me all these fights between Conor McGregor and the guy with the green hair who started off the match weird looking ended it even worse looking true story I don't remember once he was showing me hot chicks fighting once well, to be fair in the UFC there in the history of the UFC there's been like five of them coincidentally one of them was on last night five name them all uh, Ronda Rousey Yep. This girl. Okay. And then the other three, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I can only think of this girl and Honor No, no, there really, there are some out there. Um, so anyways, this fight, Yana gets her nose busted open nice and early, and then she just looks like a female, like a, like a really sexy Ivan Drago. Mmm. Um, and that's kind of it. It ends up being a round one TKO. Uh, Irene Aldana takes the fight. And we move on to some really, really cool-looking heavyweights. I fucking love heavyweight fighters. Who? Uh, what was her name again? Just uh, for science, I gotta see what she looks like. Yana. K U N I T. Oh, that's on that last name, Kunitsukaya. No, you pulled it right up, huh? Mason's checking to see if she is in fact blonde. She is blonde. She is quite attractive. Yeah. But when she gets that nose busted open, yeah, yeah she was this from two sixty four. Hold on. Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. last night. Ooh, 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 did she squirt? Yeah. <laughs> that, came out, that came out sideways. Classic. Uh, that came out sideways on me. That's good. The, uh, the heavyweight fight. Jesus. I'm going to, man, forgive me, especially fucking Jessica. I can already see where this is going. My ex-wife's a huge UFC fan, and I'm going to slaughter some fucking names in this. Is she? Yeah. I'm going to say Ty Chuavasa. Was going against Greg Hardy. For those of you who are NFL fans, Greg Hardy was a Carolina Panther and a Dallas Cowboy. Jeff Hardy's brother. Not Jeff Hardy's brother. That's mm-hmm. inaccurate. Matt Hardy's brother. Also not Matt Hardy's brother. Cousin. Uh, <laughs> so these heavyweights, Greg Hardy had a lot of things to say about how much damage he was going to do to Mister Tuavasa, and Tuavasa. Uh, kind of a jovial guy he's got a lot of excess skin looks like he might have been quite a bit bigger at one point he's lost some weight he's in you know heavyweight fight shape which is totally different than like you know your regular fight shape sure um so he comes down to the ring to the spice girls you know that tell me what you want what you really really want song sure um which i'm already like well i hope this guy wins something zig as a ah zig as ah yeah yeah. Um, I think that song's about fucking her friends. It, It's definitely in the song. Um, I'm going strictly off of rumor. I'm actually going to Google this before I say it out loud. I heard something about Greg Hardy before the fight. Was he super fat? No, Greg Hardy. Uh, nice. Mason Vamp. Vamping? Hey, I'm a vampire. Um... No, but seriously, that song, right? It's about fucking your friends. Like, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Yeah, I mean, it's that weird European, like, things mean different things. No, no, because yeah. she literally explains how her friends want to take it. I don't, I don't well, think that's I'm, true. So I need to pull these lyrics. Am I going to have to pause this and pull lyrics real quick? Nope, time out. I got my Greg Hardy okay, story. Okay, get your Greg Hardy story. So Carl's Jr., that's who he is. He's Carl because Car- that's Hardy's own. I get it. Okay, I like cool. it. Uh, Greg Hardy 
was sentenced to 18 months probation and suspended for 10 games by the NFL after he was found guilty for assaulting an ex-girlfriend. Oh, so he beats women. So, immediately I'm like, man, I hope Tuavasa fucking really, really beats this guy up. And much to my chagrin, there is a hook that lands on Greg Hardy's chin, and he goes sleepy time on his feet the whole way down, just timber! Did you ever go nice, night-night? Nice, slow fall to the mat. It was very cool to watch. Um, I love a knockout punch to begin with, but when the guy getting knocked out has his last six fights were against women, I say, good for you. You deserve this. You've padded your Please. record anyways, asshole. We have to, like, little four. He's not talking anything about transgender tears. He's talking about men that beat women. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this is legit. This Did is he legit. do that cool thing? Uh, he uh, is convicted is of beating mic, a woman. It's These mics are going off the, off the handle today, like... All of a sudden, it's loud, it's quiet, it's I loud. I noticed that you blamed me for this earlier, and now you're taking responsibility. Uh, I just turned mine back down. I had to turn it up. It's real It's real crazy. I always say this. The, you know when you do that thing with the gauges where you set it up? Tommy pulls it just into the red. As soon as it turns red, he stops, but it's in the red. Yeah, but... It's see, never in the green. And now mine's in the green, and it's just... Here, let me try this. No, but that's my point. Maybe let you got to pull it into the red. Turn this down a little bit down here. Pull it down here, right? Okay, okay. And then go just there in the go. red. Just like that. Nope. There you go. And now. Maybe that'll help. I maybe don't that's, know. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what if, we're going to do. If you guys are 25 minutes into the podcast and this is helping, um, good. You can't give us any feedback because you're, you know, listening to it on the radio. Yeah. See, Chris is agreeing with me, by the way, and she goes, totally threesome friends. Because, I mean, there are literally lyrics about, my friend likes it like this, and she wants you to finish here. Swear to God, those are in the lyrics. I'm going to have to go back and give this song a listen, and possibly myself a tugger. We'll see. <laughs> That'd be scary, Spice. <laughs> Moving ahead. <laughs> uh. Now, he, yes, the Hardy, there's this crazy, fun thing that I just love when someone gets knocked out, where they go full zombie and their arms, like, lock out in front of them. He Almost. Do one of those. Hardy, uh, when he got knocked out, the point of impact with the, the old hook to the chin, yep. he basically threw his hands up like he won. Um, they didn't make it all the way up, but they kind of made it like to show that he was like to shoulder height, oh, kind of, and on his way down, which is good because who knows how much he celebrated after winning his last several fights against ex girlfriends. So um, we move on. Welterweight, the co main event, Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Thompson. Uh, this one goes the distance. Not a very exciting fight. One of us, I'm not going to say which one, though, if you asked us all to take a poll, I was the one. Uh, fell asleep for the first round because it was so dry. You've fallen asleep. I've seen you fall asleep during exciting movies, um, slower movies, uh, That's now a UFC fight. I'm not sure we can put it on these guys. It might just be because I sleep a lot. Yeah. Well, you fell asleep during the last of the Skywalkers. We went and saw Star Wars. Remember when it came out? In the theater? In the theater, right before the end of the world. And you fell asleep during, like, the battle scene. And I was like, how the fuck? Yeah, is battle scenes guy, are the worst. How's this guy asleep? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's just like an awesome fight sequence. It's uh, not bad sleepy times. The first time I ever fell asleep in the movie theater, uh, I had gone with uh, some chick to watch uh, the fucking, the, uh, what's the realistic version of a Disney movie? Live action. I went to watch a live action version of, um, oh no, that wasn't it. it was, you know what it was? It was the remake of Willy Wonka. 
Ooh, that was awful. So what's the second one? Willy Wonka, right? The first one was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and the Factory. The second one was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, the first one was a lot better. Yeah, I remember that movie starting. I remember the uh, the one little person who was then cloned a bunch of times to be... Yeah, did you know he was a full-size actor? No, I did not know that. Sure. That would have kept me up a little longer. But full-size actor, they just shrunk him down in like a TV style. That's interesting. But yeah, I woke up at the end of the movie and she was pissed. Yeah, I... I... And I was like, I don't know how the fuck you're mad. I waste all this money. You're fucking whining. Who are you with? Uh, just some girl I was seeing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, me and the one that you called Toggin and Belogna. Yeah. You, we were making fun of you because you fell asleep during the Joker when we all went to see it. I didn't sleep during the Joker. Fell asleep during the Joker. No way. During one part, you were you were sleeping times. Oh, maybe for a minute or two. It doesn't, it's that doesn't count. I'm, I'm a giraffe, bro. It was opening weekend. We were all excited about this movie, and here you are snoring. It was a great movie. I actually watched it the other day. I haven't seen it since. Oh, well, you should. I might. So, Gilbert Bird, Stephen Thompson. Very boring. Not a lot of action. I will say the last couple seconds of the third round, Gilbert Burns is in a, kind of a, a standing position. Stephen Thompson is in kind of a sitting position right in front of him. And Gilbert Thompson... Burns, Gilbert Burns here, the winner of the fight by decision in three rounds, lands probably 30 fucking punches in the last seven seconds of the fight because he just went fucking ham. Um, Stephen Thompson was blocking most of them, so, you know, not a huge deal, but it was exciting. It was an exciting way to finish. <laughs> Lastly, brings us. When you said exciting way to finish, I just chuckled out. It's nice. immature of me. Brings us to our main event of the evening. Dustin Poirier, mm, Conor boy. McGregor. My boy. Fight one, a lot of animosity, a lot of hostility. McGregor takes it. Fight two, McGregor's a little nicer, maybe a little more respectful. Poirier takes it. This fight, uh, let's call it what it is. It's a rubber band match. I'm sorry, a rubber match? Snap back? Yeah, it's a rubber match. It's uh, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of... Um, Poirier has to win because he's the better fighter at this point. He is... Um, he's go- He's got more time ahead of him, and he's got more to fight for at this point as far as career or legacy. Uh, McGregor has to win because... There, I mean, even even the people there, the the commentators, everybody's saying, is McGregor as good as we ever thought he was, or did he have a couple years where he was really good? You know that happens. Chuck Liddell had a couple years where the he was really man. good, and then his chin fell to pieces, and Rampage went ahead and exposed it by shattering it. Yeah. Um, you know that these fighters oftentimes have a very short lifespan, but your Anderson Silva's. Um, your even you know George St. Pierre's, your Matt Hughes, those guys went and went and went. Ken Shamrock, Hoist Gracie, those guys fought for really long periods of time. So is McGregor really a top tier talent, or is McGregor just a really good entertainer who happens to be able to fight? So uh, this fight ends in one round. The round did finish uh, and then got called. We'll get to that, but basically. Um, on their feet, I was shocked to see how well McGregor was doing. I th- going into this, I thought McGregor stands no chance. McGregor's done; his career's over, anyways. Uh, he's got to do this um, for the sake of it's a rubber match, and everybody wants to see it. He'll get a big paycheck. He'll lose. Okay, you know, keep it moving. McGregor hmm. on his feet, uh, I would say was winning the fight. 
They end up against the cage. McGregor gets Poirier in an almost guillotine choke and goes to his back to lock the guillotine choke. It does not work because Poirier is fucking nasty on the ground. Yeah, you, you outfight a wrestler, you out-wrestle a fighter, and McGregor tried out-wrestling a wrestler. Well, and since the beginning of MMA, we've seen wrestling is kind of... Wrestling and BJJ are very dominant disciplines. Sure. Um, as long as you're not standing up fighting people, you'll be fine. Um, Poirier, knowing that, lets it go to the ground. He lets the, you know, he sits in the guillotine and just kind of maneuvers his way out of it and then takes control of the fight. I will say, from his back, McGregor landed several fucking face kicks while Poirier was standing up and trying to figure out what he was going to do. Poirier and McGregor, both just the nasty, nasty elbows and forearms. And, oh, man, it was so good for while it lasted. Uh, They make it back to their feet at the very end of the round. McGregor and Poirier both throw uh, right crosses. Both miss their right crosses. There's, I mean, I'm talking seconds left. Nothing special. Um, McGregor takes a step back. He then uh, kind of just falls. You can see him, what looked like an ex- uh, a surprised face from McGregor to Poirier, and he lands on his butt against the cage. So he's sitting against the cage. And Poye just pounces on him, starts throwing, you know, just haymaker punch after haymaker punch. Uh, the the round ends. The ref gets in there, and he stops him. And uh, McGregor points to his ankle and says, Hey, asshole, my fucking foot's broken. Oh, <laughs> well, boy, did it break. That, that what I thought was a look of surprise from McGregor to Poye, like, Oh, my God, I'm falling. That wasn't what he was doing. It was a, when they played it back, I saw very clearly it was a look of, extreme pain because his foot in fact snapped in half and it broke like a twig uh and that's why he fell and then he couldn't even like oh my god my foot like i want to hold it because it's in pain he had to cover his face because poye was trying to knock his fucking head off no well so it was a pretty exciting end of round one poye uh not so kind to mcgregor after the fight when he got his opportunity to speak I believe he either called him a piece of trash, a piece of garbage, or a piece of shit. One of those three, I can't remember. Well, what did McGregor say? McGregor, um, from the right off the rip, when they called the fight, McGregor was like, fuck you, put it in a splint. Like, this isn't over. And I'm, I'm picturing this. Uh, let's just say McGregor gets his way. We put it in a splint. Are they going to fight from their knees? He's not going to be able to really pound. You know, like, he doesn't have that animal in him. He can't coil like a snake and throw punches. So you put him on their knees and just let him go. All right. You know, just toddler fight style? Shoulders up. Just face punches from here on out, guys. <laughs> Whoever gets knocked out first loses. There are no rounds. <laughs> like, this is... McGregor's... I get it. He's passionate about what he's doing. He wants to fucking kill the guy. Um, but it was just funny. He's, you know, put it in a splint. Fuck him. This, this ain't over. Um, Poye says some not nice things. McGregor's screaming from the side. Not in pain, um, but just, you know, this isn't over. I'll meet you outside. Um, it was... Not the finish that anybody wanted. Everybody wanted to see one of these guys win. I think everybody wanted to see McGregor uh, win for the sake of McGregor's pride. I also think for the sake of the UFC, McGregor losing has to happen. Yeah, it um, sure does. It's... We're, I think we're at the end of the McGregor run. Now, don't get me wrong. If they do this fight three, part two, I will watch it. I would love to see this exact same fight start over. Yeah, like if Poirier was like, listen, your leg randomly broke. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, that's a coincidence. How did I break, did not beat uh, you. According to Conor McGregor, it broke because he was punching his head off and kicking his legs off. Yeah, uh, Poirier. So <laughs> he's punk- punching his bloody head in. He's kicking his bloody legs off. Yeah, he also said that I don't care if it happens in the octagon or on the sidewalk. Or on the sidewalk, we are going to fight again. Yep, Poirier said he's pretty sure that the ankle fractured when he was checking McGregor's kicks early in the fight. McGregor says you ain't check shit. Um, so, all in all, an awesome fight card. Only one kind of boring fight. Other than that, it was pretty exciting. Um, we got to see some blood, which I always love. We got to see some knockouts, which I always love. I love a good knockout. Nothing yeah. makes me happier than a solid knockout. I will literally just go and look on YouTube. But not and a TKO. Like, I don't want to see the ref jump in there. I want to see somebody just start snoring. Oh, yeah, no, like, I'll, like knockout walkaways. Oh, yeah. Was, uh, Hernandez yeah. was the king of them. Where he would throw a punch so perfectly that he knew that he could just walk away and he'd turn around and his opponent's on the ground sleeping. You could, uh. And it was, it's always been a, uh, one of my favorite things to look at. Do you watch World Star? World Star Hip Hop? <laughs> no. World Star? I watch Country Star Hip Hop. <laughs> okay. If you, go to, if you go to World Star on YouTube, just look up. World Star fistfights, World Star knockouts, World Star anything like that. Yeah. There are so many just straight up good ass hood fights. Um, I could do it all day. I could watch them all day, and you know those escalate. It's like you know one on one, and then <coughs> then it's like nineteen on seven. Like it's crazy what happens. Do they you know, still, in the real world? Do they still always yell World Star? Absolutely. When you're watching those videos, everybody in the back is like World Star. Um, which makes it all the better because they're not even worried about the fight in front of them. They're worried about the views that they're getting on their phone. Of course. Um, anyways, that's my assessment of USC 264. If you want to uh, cue the outro music. hard if you just hit record right before i said we're coming hard that's I, perfect i really hope I, I i tried to i knew you were gonna say something so i i think i did i'm not sure if it caught right there or not well, we'll find out when we listen back later on so mason yeah animal family game we've had the vocab game you understand how that game works we've had the unusual team name game right. you understand how that game works mason i'm gonna hand you this dinner plate which is the fine china. For those of you looking, that is uh, basically a standard paper plate, about 14 inches. Is that china? Uh, it is Dixie. Dixie. Okay. This is a Dixie okay. plate. Um, pretty large. Dixie Normous. Um, <laughs> what I have on the back here, if you can see this, I have a list of 10 uh, categories. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, I guess, yeah, that's, I guess how we're going to okay. explain that. Then I have a list of ten animals. Sure. Okay. I'm going to give you both sets of ten so you can look at them. So what you have, Mason's reading this for the first time. I will read it to you guys. What we have for categories, um, we have ambush, meaning an ambush of animals, crash, shiver, muster, gaze, pandemonium, colony, cast, Army and Basque. Again, this think like flock of seagulls. Jesus. Think pack of wild dogs. So these things are 
a group of animals. Now, here are your animals that you're going to match to the category, which before this game started, Mason, you said, oh, this isn't good for you, Pat, because I'm so good at this. I thought I was going to be really good at this, but I'm looking at them. I'm yeah. like, I don't know if I'm going to get any of these. <laughs> like, there's some that kind of make sense. I'm giving you full credit if you can score a 50. If you can score a 50, I say you won the game. Like, there's one that kind of makes sense, right? So, you got Shiver. Okay. You kind of want to say, like, oh, it's a Shiver of penguins, because I see penguins in the animal category. I can see your logic. And because they're cold. They huddle together because they're cold. Okay. That's not the, my final answer. I'm, I, we're going to list all the yep. animals. You have a pen there. Well, uh, oh, for, oh, I'm going to do, like, in, in school? I don't know if it's going to work out that well. I don't it's know if it's going to work. Yeah, it's going to get very... You could, write, you could write 1 to 10 on the left side of the categories mm. and then 1 to 10 on the right side of animal with the corresponding category, though. So why don't I just tell you what I think each one is and That's you just fine. tell me right if I, as I go along. Okay. Um, for you at uh, home or in your car, the animals? Sharks, rhinos, parrots, crabs, frogs, tigers, raccoons, crocodiles, when they're on land... Only on land. Penguins and peacocks. So here's the thing. This is interesting about a group of crocodiles. A group of crocodiles on land has one name, which I will not tell you. A grok... A grok... A grok of crocodiles. A group of crocodiles in the water is called a float. That makes sense because they do that. Because they float. They, in fact, float. Um, So that didn't give anything away because you're still, you know, without the answer. Man. So, Mason, are you prepared play the animal family game. Okay, ready? I am, in fact, ready. Sharks is a basque of sharks. Okay. Do you want me to tell you where you're at? Or are we going to wait till the end? I mean, I'd like to know if I was right with basque. I can't go back on it. Right, because you could pick basque for a second category if you're wrong. No, I had picked sharks if I'm wrong. I can't pick basque again. Okay, okay. Or it depends. Yeah, I could whichever one. You could. I could change it. Uh, you are 0 for 1. Oh, so that's not Bueno. <clears throat> now, rhinos, I know them. They they like to run at things. Is it a crash of rhinos? You are one for two. A crash of rhinos. Okay. I have to go with my first instinct here. A shiver of penguins. You are oh, uh, one for three. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Crocodiles on land. Now, if they float in the water... Ah oh, man. I'm really between a pandemonium and an ambush here. Is that a cast? What is a cast? Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, ambush the crocodiles on land. You are one for four. This is not looking good for me. The old, the old boy. You a gaze of peacocks? You are one for five. Jesus. These are rough. Yeah. These are rough. Oh, it's a colony of penguins. You are two for six. Yeah, it's a colony of penguins. I'm over here like, colony? Oh, that's that sounds familiar. Oh, yeah. Answers afterwards makes more sense because that way either wins or loses. There's, I'm, I'm two for six. There's actually no way of me winning at this point. You can win. You only need three more in four guesses. So I, I've already guessed ambush. I can't guess. Yeah, that but one you again. guessed it incorrectly. Yeah, I know. But if I, yeah, I could eventually get them all right. Well, you only have four more guesses, bro. Oh, that's a good point. I only have four more guesses. <sighs> Man, 
Pandemonium. It's, it's such a weird word. <laughs> this is a great game. I'm excited. Muster? Muster of frogs. We're two for seven. Shit. I can't. Can I win it? I still have three guesses. Yeah. If, if I get this next one wrong, I, I'm done. That is correct. <laughs> so the, the cast of tigers? You were two for eight. He threw his game board. It's over. I can't win. I the lose. The judge wins. I lose. I, I bet against the house. I shouldn't have. Now, in your defense, these are some pretty obscure names. However, when you hear how obvious some of them are, you're going to be like, motherfucker, I should have done Sure. That. Well, I mean, I got, I got the, I feel like I got the obvious ones, like the rhino and... Uh... So, yeah, take that one, for example. A crash of rhinos. When you think of rhinos... You could see them crashing into anything. Yeah, like Dave Matthews. Yeah. Uh, the first one. An ambush of tigers. Oh, yeah. That's how they talk. But you didn't get that one right. No, because I was thinking alligators for an ambush or something. Okay. Reason. A crash of rhinos. A shiver of sharks. Same theory. Okay. A muster of peacocks. Which I can only relate. Everything about a mustard peacocks makes me think of the game Clue. All I can think about is his uh, Custer. Uh, you know, his last stand and everything. It's okay. Weird. A gaze of raccoons, which I relate that to. You know, like if you, if you have like the circles around your eyes, they see you have raccoon eyes mm. and eyes gaze. I was like, man, I guess that like, kind of goes Okay, together. sure. We'll, we'll, uh, okay. I don't know where this one comes from, except Coco Beware did have a parrot. A pandemonium of parrots. A colony of penguins. A pandemonium of parrots? Pandemonium. Uh, when you think Ladies of pan- and gentlemen, it's going to be pandemonium tonight. When you think of pandemonium, don't you think like hectic and, and scary? Yeah. You ever seen, Have you ever seen a parrot and got scared? You ever seen a large group of parrots? No. Yeah, it'd be fucking terrifying, wouldn't it? No. It'd be pandemonium. No, actually, I would. Uh, a murder of crows scares the shit out of me. Well, I didn't put that on here because that one was too obvious. No, that makes sense. Couldn't have given me any easy ones. A colony of penguins, <laughs> a cast of crabs, which makes sense because it's like the cast. The crab is wearing a cast all over its body. Sure, if you think of it that way. I was thinking like movie stars <laughs> and penguins are movie stars. An army of frogs, I immediately thought of Battletoads, the video game. Oh, Battletoads, yeah. They're also green, which is a lot of uh, camouflage colors. Yeah. So an army, I guess, maybe. And lastly, the dead giveaway here. Crocodiles in water are a float in land. On land, they're a bask. They're basking in the sunlight. Hmm. Makes sense. Mason, two for ten after... uh, Aggressively after aggressively submitting. saying I was uh, gonna kick this game's ass. Yeah, yeah. After I mean, you McGregored yourself in this game. You told us you were coming into the fight, planning to win. You didn't even know. Yeah, why I, you were I here. was in there looking at those words. I was kicking their bloody heads in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking spelling them, <laughs> spelling them out, thinking them. So that is uh, that is the Animal Family game. That I hurt. had a good time. I hope you had a good time. I, I you know I like a good challenge. I did not rise to the occasion this time, but uh, it was fun. I'd like to see I'd like to see Tommy do something like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> now, 
That was weird. We did a little bit of conversation about the UFC earlier in the show. Now we're going to talk about a different type of fight club. Yeah, yeah, we are. Mason and I didn't like the show on Wednesday. We said we got to come a little harder on Sunday. We got to come up with a little (laughs) bit of a better story, something that we can spend our time, read the story, really know what we're talking about. Wednesday kind of went in ill prepared, admittedly. Uh, Not the first time, probably not going to be the last time. Don't like to do a lot of preparation for the show. This show, this uh, story, Mason finds it's a fucking gem. Mason's out there like a like a diamond farmer, just in an ore mine, um, a, a mine, just uh, looking for absolute fucking beautiful jewelry for the show, and finds a article. Mason, what's the title of the article? Greenpoint parents rumble over McGorlick Park. Wow, McGor- McGorlick's Parks Kitty Fight Club. That would be Kitty, K-I-D-D-I-E, not Kitty, like, meow. Yeah. I'm, this is about a children's fucking fight club. And the first rule, we're going to talk about it. First rule of fight club, it happens on the Number 9 with Tommy podcast out loud for all to hear. I love this story, Patrick. I love it so very much. And if you're looking, if you're watching along, I pulled up the, the headline... This kid pictured is one of the kids in the actual Fight Club. He is squared off on the playground of the the home of the Fight Club. He's got a little urban camo hoodie with some bright orange fight shorts. He's How got, old do you say this kid is? He's got some fucking Reeboks or Nikes on. That kid is in the... He's actually in the youngest Fight Club age group, uh, which is five to seven-year-olds. That is correct. to seven-year-olds. Fight yeah. Club. So this story, which we're going to bring you through most of, I took a lot of it out because I didn't want to just sit here and read for the whole podcast. I actually did break it down into colors, so if you'd like to read the green parts, I'll read the yellow parts, and we will deliver this story. Feel free to interrupt me. Trust me, I will interrupt you whenever we feel like it. But the story is by Joshua Steen. You ready? Absolutely. Could um, be actually, Stein. I, I will be ready in uh, two seconds. Did you... Oh, yeah, you don't have this in front of you. I, I sure I sure don't. You. Um, My beef, son. My beef. Yeah, you're like, if you want to read these parts, go for it. And I'm yeah. like, sure, you want to read this sh- thing that you can't sure, see because sure I'm holding it? Um, 87, that's us. All right. Okay, sure. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> I can see mine just fine. Oh, there you go. You're beautiful. I know, thank you. All right. So, here we go. Zach squares off in the playground. On a sweltering June day, a welter of yelps rose from the playground in the north northeastern corner of Greenpoint's leafy, tidy McGalrick Park. The playground had been lined with a sturdy foam in 2018 to soften the landings of children. But there were still injuries to be had. The heat would not deter the meeting of the Greenpoint Fight Club. A group of five to seven-year-olds gather after school on most days in parent-sanctioned combat. <laughs> parent-sanctioned combat. That's so <laughs> is that PSC a- is my favorite term. I, that's what a. That's a great band name. Oh my god, it is! Just what a parent-sanctioned combat. We are parent-sanctioned combat. It's <laughs> like the heaviest drum solo. That's fucking great. Uh, the first rule of Fight Club is not talk about Fight Club. It is also the second rule. For months, that was the true to the GFC too. The Omarda 
Omerta. Uh, Omerta was observed. Omerta is un- what the mob used. That was we don't talk about mafia. Okay, that is the Omerta. Was observed until an early Thursday evening in May when a parent posted a question on the Facebook group called Brooklyn Baby Huey. Did anyone see the Kid Fight Club happening at McGorlick Park Playground today? She wrote, I don't know how else to describe it. I was a bit shocked at how aggressive it was, and it was apparently parent-sanctioned as there was a group watching. (laughs) For her part, the original poster worried that her children, who saw the tussling, might feel scared. I'm all for kids wrestling and having some fun, she wrote. My kids do it all the time at home. But watching this full-on fight fest was very jarring and something I wouldn't want my kids to witness. She ended her post with the suggestion that maybe the parents involved can take the kids to a grassy area instead. There's plenty of room at McGalrick. I love the fact that she's not like, hey, cut this shit. Stop letting our kids fight this each other. This woman's like, these five and seven-year-olds are right in front of the fucking slide, okay? Like, this one This one got blood on the monkey bars, and that's distracting. My kids could pick something up off of that. Why Never you... mind the fact that these kids are in fucking <laughs> sanctioned fights. She's like, put them in the grass. Blood doesn't stain grass. Blood makes the grass grow. Kill, kill, Go kill. Go over there. Go over there. It's nice and soft. It's... This is fuck. This is like the most American fucking post I've ever seen. The comments came fast and hard like Patrick on a Saturday night. Some agreed with her that the violence was terrifying. As one parent wrote, The public playground is a great space to everyone to blow off steam, but everyone also needs to feel safe doing so, and this post is about someone expressing they do not feel safe. But another parent, whose child often participates in the fight club, rejoined, We should definitely not be banished from the playground. To this, another mother posted, roughhousing might not be a behavior everyone wants their children exposed to. Another local mom, Tartley, asks, so you want to make a six-year-old move to the grass because he wants to play a sport he plays so your child won't see it? That feels kind of entitled. Before adding, lots of things happen in the public park that I don't agree with, but it also comes with the territory of living in New York City. So, to her point, so hold on, hold on. You want my kid who enjoys this sport to move over to an area so your kid can't see it, like, fuck you. Now we've gone from the most American news article in history to the most New York news article in history. Yeah, like, yeah, you don't like it? Yeah, fuck off, Yeah, huh? yeah my, kid, my kid can beat up your kid. You don't believe fuck me? I'll see you at fucking Fight Club. Of other Italian or New, England, New Yorkers phrases. Yeah, I'm not worried about your husband and my husband because they both got to work on Monday. Nobody needs a black guy. But these kids are going to school. Fuck them. <laughs> Eventually, Julie, Wel- Julie Wilson, the mother of one of the children involved, stepped in to clarify that although the parents do call the Fight Club a Fight Club, what goes on has little to do with the... Nihilistic? Brad Pitt movie. Here's the story. She explained, There's a bunch of kids who like play fighting. Some of them, including mine take martial arts classes, and they use the skills that they've learned. Some just like to wrestle and jump on each other. Because we all have very active boys, we're in the park every day. At some point most days, the kids end up fighting, usually on the rubber mats, by the tightrope, meet me over there by the tightrope, usually on the rubber mats, by the tightrope, where there's the most room. As parents, we don't want anyone to get hurt, 
but we do want our kids to play the way they like. So we set some rules, such as no kicking, no punching, and we let them do their thing. Mason. Yeah. Where are you at on Kids Fight Club? Man, I tell you, there was a Kids Fight Club when I was growing up. It was called My Basement. Me and my brother always fought. Sure. My mother's version of uh, Kids Section Fight Club was, hey, if you're going to fight, go outside and kill each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Because it was the 90s. I got to tell you. This is, I mean, I can't say I'm for it. I can't say I'm against it either, though. It's pretty fucking funny. This is where I'm at. And going into this, I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Obviously, I'm wholeheartedly against this. After reading this article, it's specifically that last thing where she says there's a bunch of kids who like play fighting. Some of them, including mine, take martial arts classes and they use the skills that they've learned. Well, where the fuck else can they do it? Because kids that practice football can play wherever they want. Kids that practice basketball can play wherever they want. Kids that practice baseball, they're playing and stopping for fucking cars in the street. These kids who are in these BJJ classes or wrestling or boxing these young kids who need that outlet and we're we're in an era of very severe mental health deficiency in america we're in an issue in an era of add and adhd and kids needing outlets i say bring those fucking kids to fight club and let them there's no punching there's no kicking Okay, so your kid gets scraped up. Maybe he got slammed. Maybe he broke his wrist. All those those things happen in every fucking sport. A seven-year-old punching a seven-year-old in the head is going to be so much less severe than, you know, 20 years ago, we put them in football helmets and let them fucking smash their heads together. This is nothing like that. A seven-year-old isn't destroying another seven-year-old. Yeah, I I can remember being a kid and a buddy of mine got a trampoline. Sure. Sure. You know what we turned that trampoline into? A wrestling ring. Hell yes, we did. You know what you set up next to it? A fucking ladder. No, we were setting up tables. Yeah. I did swanton bonds through tables. Absolutely. We were terrified. So these kids. If I were to see that now, I'd be like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, backyard wrestling was huge in the 90s. Giant thing in the 90s. But these kids aren't backyard wrestling. These kids aren't smashing fucking light bulbs over each other's heads. They're on a rubberized oh, plaything. Nothing goes poof like a like a long fluorescent bulb before oh, your father's God, the powder basement. from those things. Man. Nobody should have breathed that shit in. I breathed in so much. No, but it, nothing, like, shatters in such a beautiful way. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, no, listen, these kids are outside. So, first off, that's a win. They're, they're not on their fucking the tablets. TV, yeah. tablets and the computers. Second, these kids have fucking friends. Okay, They're their fight partners. They're their fight opponents um not that we read the whole story but there is part of the story there's these two kids one of them is the kid from the photo and they're basically they're playing like they run across the monkey bars and then they have a little scrap and then they run up on top of the jungle gym and then they have you know they take the slide down they have a little scrap they kind of just keep fighting but keep playing they're fucking friends yeah. And they keep breaking into fights. And then they'll, you know, like, oh, this is fucking exhausting. You, we do this every day. You're just as good as me, so neither one of us can win. Also, the unbelievable workout that these kids are getting. You yeah. Know, they're saying so these kids are getting their healthy. exercise. They have fucking friends. They're not in front of a TV. The, the injuries are going to happen no matter what you do. I don't think that a fighting environment for five to seven year olds is any more dangerous than football, basketball, baseball. Yep. You ever thing, been hit in the I, fucking face with a baseball? Sure have. Shit doesn't not hurt. Uh, the only thing I can think of that could become somewhat disruptive if these kids don't realize that it's this is the space that you do it, and it's not at school playground. Sure, or, no different than any other any sport. Other sport. Yeah. You can't throw a ball in the house. You right. can't, you know, belly to back suplex your buddy through the table in the house. Yeah. 
That's fair. No throwing the fucking ball in the house. Okay. Take it outside. Okay. Hey. Fight club. Backyard. Not yeah. not, not on the fucking Get couch. that arm bar off my dining room table. Yeah. All right? Yeah. If you're going to hit a Numa Plata, do it in the fucking grass. <laughs> that was a, that's a shit triangle chokehold. Get the hell outside. <laughs> yeah, go do push-ups. I, I saw that fucking... Uh, I saw that arm hold. Get the fuck out of here. Don't bring that weak shit to my house. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling your fucking mother you just did that. You're not gonna fucking. You're not gonna fucking bend your hips. <laughs> the power comes from the waist, Johnny. I am. I am wholeheartedly on page with uh, Children's Fight Club. I think it's a great idea, um, and I think that when you know, 20 years from now, when these fucking New York kids are destroying everybody in UFC because they've been practicing since they were fucking five years old. Well, we're gonna read about young Johnny. Yeah. In UFC, literally. Yeah. Well, basically, I was at a playground, and my mom. Uh, my mom was like, "Hey, sucker punch that kid. Start a fight." Um, these kids are going to be better trained. They're going to be better prepared. They're going to not lose as many fights when they grow up. Chris it's, says, don't worry, it'll be at our house, Lily and Willie. Will, Lily and Willow, SmackDown 2022. Let's go. If, yeah, I swear, if they're fighting at one and two years old, that's going to be a problem. Oh, they're definitely going to be fighting. At one and two? They're siblings, man. One and two. I have hardwoods. I don't have carpet. Yeah, well, you know. I'm going to get. I'm thinking about getting an area carpet just because the baby's walking. I'll fucking put them in bicycle helmets. Let them go. Dope. Yoga mats in the basement. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, I think it's a good time to hear from our sponsors. <laughs> right now, this very moment. Nice. What do you think, Pat? Do it. Hey, I guess they're right. Senior citizens, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose. I'll be right back. Don't you go dying on me. Hey, Number Niners, did you see that we're up over 4,500 downloads across all platforms the show is on? Yeah, Tommy. I'm hoping that's going to translate into some serious advertising dollars so we can talk about new gadgets and gizmos like the Manscaped 2.0 and how it leaves your dude piston trimmed up, nice and ready for takeoff. Or the motoblower that doesn't just stroke you like ordinary masturbatory aids. It also creates legit suction and vibration. Whoa! What happened to your golden rule about ads, bro? You mean hashtag no free ads? Yeah, man. Number Niners. We appreciate all the love and support we get from you guys, for sure, but... But what help us even more is if you go to whatever platform you listen to the show on and give us a five-star rating. While you're there, the biggest thing you can do to support the show is to leave a review. It can be short, long, funny, or completely unrelated. Wait, what? My understanding is that it's not what's in the review that counts, it's just that the reviews are getting done. So people can just go on and talk about Tom Cruise's legendary career in cinema and still help us? I mean, yeah, I suppose they could. What's great about it is that it's not a difficult thing to do. I mean, you could just leave a review for the show without even knowing where popcorn comes from. You know what, Pat? Fuck you. That's one. (laughs) All right, Mason, this is it. The last segment of the trilogy. This is a big one. Uh, you know what? I was just going to ask you how long this article looked. The last segment is titled simply, Is the American Flag Racist? So, uh, let's see. We're going we're gonna to be very specific about who claimed this. This was not the Black Lives Matter movement. This is a Black Lives Matter chapter in Utah has called the American flag a symbol of hatred only one used by dumb racists. Uh, so much offense I take to that because I literally have it tattooed on my arm. Yep. 
So, Black Lives Matter Utah wrote in a July 4th post alongside an image of the Stars and Stripes, When we black Americans see this flag, we know the person flying it is not safe to be around. When we see this flag, we know the person flying it is a racist. When we see this flag, we know that the person flying it lives in a different America than we do. When we see the flag, we question your intelligence. We know to avoid you. It is a symbol of hatred. That is written by founder... Uh, it was written by... Oh, shit, I deleted her name when I deleted a bunch of the stuff because the article... So I don't even think she long. deserves to, the name. I don't disagree. Um, I will say the Lex Scott, who is the founder of the chapter... Um, says that's not part of the the national BLM organization. Like that's not the, their overall feelings. Um, Spineless. This group, however, said because it is a symbol of hate, this country has created genocide under that flag. We will not pledge allegiance to that flag. We will not stand for the national anthem. We will not respect a piece of cloth that you respect more than black lives. One member was genuinely hurt saying, you're alienating people, please take it back in the group comments. The group also claims that it received death threats, closing down the comments section and vowing to donate $3 for every negative comment toward helping re-elect progressive squad member Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Who you, we all know, have some sort of lust for. Yeah, well, she's super hot. Yeah. Um, there's a quote, listen, Karen, confronting you in this country about your racism isn't hatred. The chapter wrote, using a stereotype for angry white women in a comment attacking critics for using repeat negative stereotypes. We will proactively destroy the systems that continue to give you the power to marginalize people of color, period. The group continued saying, taste your fear. Oh, they, they can taste your fear and it tastes delicious. The Utah Republican chairman, Carson Jorgensen, told the State Lake, the Salt Lake Tribune, the American flag is a symbol of freedom and opportunity to the world. The new, uh, the new bill that the BL, BLM is trying to pass um, would uh, ban political flags from flying at U.S. embassies, blah, 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 Mason. All of all of the rest of this is kind of yeah, um, mumbo yeah, jumbo, yeah. except the very last part. She says, um, "This the the woman who wrote the the post." Despite the death threats, the BLM group later posted a series of celebratory messages bragging about how they had just pissed off every Republican in America. That was a good day. We pissed off every racist Republican in this country. It is an honor. The group wrote late Wednesday night, along with a Beyonce meme, signing off. Okay, sleep tight, insurrectionists. We love you. Mason, did you hear the part? Because I read everything that they said. I did not leave one of their comments out. Did you hear the part that explained why the American flag was racist? Uh, I'm still confused on why it's a bit racist. So, that's because there's not a thing in the entire... The, this entire argument, this entire attack on the American flag... That says that the racist. I will say this, that the American flag that I know, because she said we know two different American flags, the American flag that I know stands for liberty. Yep. And justice for all. 
And the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, the pursuit of happiness is somewhere in that flag. Freedom, liberty, justice for all. That's what the flag is, right? So I'm not sure who's not covered under all, but it's got to be a pretty small group. Yeah, but you know who has a flag that doesn't cover everybody? Uh, Yeah, the BLM chapter in Utah does not have an all-inclusive flag. I'm positive. Correct. In fact, the most of, and I'm not going to say all, because I'm not going to say all, most this is where I lose fans by the way. Sure. Most of the BLM movement is very much anti anything other than <coughs> anything other than B. Right. Right. And so listen, I'm, I'm down. And, and here's and here's a lyric that we haven't uh, a song that we haven't discussed on this show. Okay. It's from our it's from our it's from our Tom McDonald. We we talk about him all the time, right? Have, so have you actually broken down No Lives Matter on the show? That was. If I'm not mistaken, that's the first song we ever broke down. So in that song, he says, Black Lives Matter got so aggressive, white folks who agree can't support the message, both sides go to war because they don't respect it, our social climate from the global tension turned to total violence and a whole depression, we could unify and then go all against them, but we let them divide us with votes and elections. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I'm with Tom McDonald on that one. You know, and Black Lives Matter is a valuable movement, but all lives matter isn't racist or stupid. It's non-black humans who don't feel included. All colors fall under laws that govern the whole country, and we all suffer. We're all broke, and no one recovers until we accept that we're all brothers. Who that's a mouthful? Tom McDonald uh, breaking it down very poignantly. Yeah, here's the thing, man. I don't harbor hatred for any group of individuals based on any physical characteristic, period. In fact, I can't think of too many people that I hate. The people that I do hate, I know very, very well. And that's why I hate them. You're right. Yeah. I, this is certainly not like I see, you know, like a black guy on the side of the road and I'm like, hate that motherfucker. Yeah, no, I, nope, don't know that motherfucker. In fact, automatically, I love, I love that motherfucker. I love you. Until you put me into a position to put you in this very small box of people that I hate. People hate for no reason I can love for no reason, right? There are very, very few. Um, and it's either a direct thing that you did to me or uh, supporting somebody who did a direct thing to me that you're well aware of and you pay no attention to. Kind of like, I, you know, I don't, uh, I don't support people who stand aside um, Derek Chauvin and let him do what he's doing. It's the same thing. Uh, you know, I, I don't support anybody who stands aside and lets evil happen. Um, but this group, I don't have any hatred for. I wish somebody could convey to them that they are not the enemy. Because that's what they're feeling. They're feeling like they're the fucking enemy. And as a result, they're rising up because you have this fight or flight. And they're ready to fight. They're going, hey, they, fuck you guys because it was fuck us first. And turning themselves into an enemy. Sure. So I'm not a racist man. I proudly hang an American flag on my front lawn. That's because you're racist. I have American flag tattooed into my skin on my left arm. Well, that might as well be a swastika. To call me racist because I support my country? I signed up to fight for this country a long time ago. Things happened, didn't go, didn't happen, but your brother served. That's when you, you became racist? That's when I became, uh, apparently. <laughs> I also, I do math. Yeah, that's, you know what, that's a good point. So is the, the entirety, the entirety of the American military all racist because they have Including a flag on their the uniform? Including the black members the Hispanic members, I would say especially the black members, they're they're wearing the same flag 
as the the people that you're saying hate them like this is just such an asinine claim there's not a single piece of supporting evidence except you're creating genocide um if you're familiar with that term i think the name that everybody relates to genocide first will automatically be hitler absolutely hitler um oh oh, look there's genocide boom i just thought of adolf hitler right so they don't name a person they don't name a group of people other than people who wave the american flag so if the american flag is racist is every flag racist is it just like you're not telling me why the american flag is racist other than it stands for genocide so is the german flag racist like which flags are and are not racist here's a thought a flag can't be fucking racist no now if you were to say the confederate flag is racist i understand your misinformed comment i get i get what you're trying to say the flag itself is not racist you think that the flag represents racism and the people who wave it may be racist now i'm i'm i i get it i still don't wholeheartedly agree if my my complaint with the confederate flag would be it's the flag of a foreign fucking nation so don't wave the fucking flag of a foreign fucking nation and then be a proud american unless you were born in a foreign nation or have lineage from the foreign nation like i don't care about if you have a puerto rican flag hanging from your fucking rearview mirror got it so you're puerto rican american understood right i don't have an irish flag i don't consider myself irish american i'm fucking american i'm, a, I, I'm an american um i can name like three places in ireland and i can impersonate the accent poorly yeah yeah no I, I mean my family comes from all over the place i'm american i don't have any other flag other than the american flag yeah um i don't know man it's it's sad to think that i get it i understand that america doesn't have the greatest past as far as uh treating people as equals no no okay so to that point who does nobody absolutely zero zero of the country country has this stellar track record of just treating people other than fucking Canada. Nope. Which, nope. listen, nope. those those beady-eyed, flapping-head Canadians. So. I got another thing for Well, that, We could do a whole episode True story. My, you know how my family got to America? Because my great-great-grandfather was born in Montreal. I found that out recently. Hey. I was always told that I was Native American. I come to find out I'm Native North American, but Native Canadian. How did you find out? Uh, so there's actually, I traced, you know where I traced my family back to? You know, you know how they talk about the reservation on uh, Letterkenny. The very same. I re- do. The very same reservation is where my family's from. Interesting. But we came to America because it wasn't safe for Native Americans to be in Canada during the French Indian War. So what you're saying is that the Canadian flag and the French flag are both racist. Both racist. Um, no, but it's, there's not a single country that has. I mean, you can't. I couldn't name one. I couldn't name a single country. That is, I mean, there's still countries that are a lot more racist than America ever was. Here's the thing. At one point, we had slaves, right? And I'm not sure when the, the flag with the 13 stars changed to the, the current, like, the, the recognized United when States we, flag. We, we added more colonies. Yeah, but... The 13 we, stars were for the 13 original colonies. No, I'm with you, but did we go from 13 to 14 to 15? You know, like, we have 50 on it now. Now we I have don't 13 think, stripes for the colonies. So that's a great question. Right. My, my thing is, when we had the 13 stars, we also had slavery. And that flag, if you were to say that flag represents 
a time in America's history where racism was prevalent. I would say that is an indisputable fact. You are correct. It does represent that time period. Sure. If you were to say that the flag with the 50 stars of the United States, not the colonies, the United States of America, represents any type of hatred whatsoever. In fact, if you said it represents anything other than a big, fat, fucking overfed eagle flying through a clear blue sky, I would say you are full of shit. With a cheeseburger in his town. With a big fucking, just drooling grease. And just, you know, awful anxiety and mental health issues. How long before you think we change the American flag to have, like, an asterisk or something for Puerto Rico? Because we have, I mean, we have now more places that aren't necessarily states, but under our, like... Under our wings, I would, I would be term. fine with the addition of stars. I think that's a great idea. I think we should include. Um, I think we should include uh, DC because it's a voting district. I think we should include Puerto Rico. I'm pretty sure there's another one that we're not naming, and I can't think of what it is. <coughs> um, that means we need to uh, reconfigure how the stars sit. Perfectly fine with that. But getting rid of the flag altogether. I'm not yeah, or something more extreme, like if you said we want to do the entire outline of the flag in yellow, right? Like this, the, like the rectangle that encompasses the yeah. flag. If you said we're going to do it yellow for Puerto Rico, I'm not sure that I would agree with that because you're giving a lot of real estate to one of fifty well, something territories. No longer everybody is equal. It's now. Right. That's that's what I'm want. saying. That's not equal. That's yeah. not That's not an equal addition of the flag. Um, if you said we're going to make one star in the blue, right, one big star, and then we're going to scatter the stars through the 13 stripes, I'd be cool with that. You know, like there are ways we could configure the flag to make a new American flag about, you know, progress and moving forward. I wouldn't suggest it, but I would I would get on board. I wouldn't fight. So it. this argument came up a couple of years ago in the um, LBGTQ community. There was a group of African American um, people inside the LGBTQ community that wanted to add a stripe to the flag, a black stripe to the flag, to represent now African American LGBTQ people. Well, that's a very specific group. Sure is, because that LGBTQ flag is supposed to encompass everybody in that community. There was no white stripe for the white people in the LGBTQ. There was no yellow stripe for any other, you know... I'm pretty sure they just have the Roy G. Biv. There was, it was literally the rainbow. Yeah. And they wanted to add a black stripe for the African-American LGBT community. Yeah. So you're already part of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Being black and doesn't make you gay. Being gay doesn't make you black. You're part of America. Right. You, you're part of America. You don't... We're not... We can't say, oh, this flag is not for you. It's for you, too. Yeah, I don't even like the fact the that LG- you can say this. The, the the fact that the LGBTQ has an independent flag to represent them, I don't really like. They fall under the American flag. They're still fucking sure, American. but they never said I didn't. Now that one is different. That is not a, really a flag as far as uh, nation. Sure, if this is if this goes. is like your That's branding, a, if this is your logo, a, sure, it's good a, for you. It's a support symbol. That's sure, all that is. But McDonald's has a flag. Yeah, big yeah. red flag with a big yellow M. Yeah. That is closer to a nation flag than the LGBTQ community well, flag. Right. McDonald's also uh, is less American than the LGBTQ community because McDonald's does not give a fuck where they're setting up their next post. 
No, not even a little bit. Um, but this is it's 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 gone so far from all inclusivity. And I know I just messed that up. I feel like Tom right now. All inclusivity. Uh, it's gone way far from that to we want more than anybody else because we feel like we deserve it. Yeah, you owe us. You, We're entitled you, to more. Uh, you are, but in the reality, it's our ancestors owe you. Um. Yeah, we're sorry. Here's the thing. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. It's just... I did some things um, when I was a kid, right? Uh, maybe we'll say I hit somebody who didn't deserve to be hit. Sure. This is a long time later. I personally was responsible for it. I'm not sorry for it. You know, like, if you asked me then, I would have said, yeah, like, I feel bad. I shouldn't have done that. But it didn't affect anybody long term. I didn't kill anybody. Um, well, actually, that's a bad example because we did kill some people as a nation. Uh, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't be sorry for what happened. We should be sorry for what happened. I'm saying you can't hold 12-year-old Patrick. You can't hold 36-year-old Patrick responsible for what 12-year-old Patrick did when he was being 12 years old. The nation was young. Mm-hmm. The nation was lost. The nation was angry. The nation was hateful. The Against nation everybody, by the was way. kicking and clawing to get the fuck out of a very bad situation. And as a result, made some very unfortunate decisions. I don't want to sound popular because they were just plain out wrong. Slavery never should have happened in any culture, but it continued to happen. It it wasn't just America. It's not like that's the, the racist American proof is slavery existed. Nope, slavery existed in lots of places. And this is crazy is slavery happened in America a couple different times. Um, and depending on how you argue it, some people will say that we still have slaves in America. It's a different type. Yeah. It's a different idea. Um, we are going to continue to make bad decisions. This is going to happen. Band together. Love your neighbor. There it is. Work as a collective unit. America could be great. It is not. It's a very fucking weird time. This is like truly because we talk about this 240 year thing, right? Civilizations continuously collapse after their 240th birthday. Hmm. It's like that's the ugly, gangly, awkward teenage years. We're there. We can do this. Like, stop focusing on the pimple on your face and start focusing on your character as a whole. And we will get through this. You with me? I am. I am. I, uh, you know, I have. I could go on for another three hours. We don't have time for that. Does mate? What did? Oh, Carissa said wings will be provided. She's talking about the rest. Yeah, of still talking about the rest. That was a while ago. She said that we ignored it. We were in deep conversation about Sorry, a very big issue um, that I hope to see a res- resolution for um, sooner rather than before it gets too ugly. Yeah, I mean, because I don't think it's going to get it's. Unless we start working on it together, it's going to get a lot worse. That's the thing, right? Because, like, this is like taking the offensive line, putting them in a room, the defensive line, putting them in a room, taking the quarterback and all the wide receivers, putting them in a room, taking the running backs and the tight ends, putting them in a room, taking the defensive backs, putting them in a room, taking the coaches... And giving each room a coach, right? Mm-hmm. Your running backs coach, your your line coach, your other line coach, your quarterback and wide receiver coach. Put all those guys in separate rooms and say, okay, 
now that you guys are completely segregated, everybody work together to come up with one plan, but you can't open the doors. You have to work from individual rooms to come up with one plan how this team can win the fucking game. Mm-hmm. This will not work. No. What you will have is a whole bunch of really good plans and that the plans that are great for that group of people, but the team will fail. They mm-hmm. will be fucking awful. That's where we're at. Stop going into separate rooms. We're yeah, they're definitely in separate rooms. There's this weird uh, all these movements, um, all these things that these movements stand for that has gone to the point where it almost makes them the bad guy. Right? So you have people saying, defund the police, defund the police, defund the police, defund the police. What's happening in California where they defund the police? The people that were saying defund the police are now in broad daylight robbing stores. It's true. Because they feel like they are deserving of certain things, but now they are breaking the law. Yeah. On the upside, um, they if, if you feel like defunding the police is safer, ask the person who now has this insurance claim, or, God forbid, they, their insurance doesn't cover whatever you stole. Like, just because you're not getting hurt doesn't mean that the next person is better off. Right. So, instead of everybody worrying about their group of players, we really start focusing on the team, and I think we can get through this. I'm very fearful. I see, I I read, like, the North North Korean, and I read, like, the Chinese, these defectors that come over here, and they talk about how dangerous our culture is right now, especially with, like, cancel culture, and how they've seen these things happen, Mm -hmm. and history has a strange way of repeating itself, folks. They're watching it happen. They're fucking terrified to be here. They came here to get away from it. They succeeded, and they're back in it. And, like, I look at those people, and I'm like, fuck, I wish we would just start listening to each other a little bit. I wish we could go back to a mindset of 2002. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember 2002? Uh, you it know what? November 12th, 2001. November 12th, 2001. I'm sorry, September 12th, Well, even even still. Yeah, November for, 12th would be fine as well. For, for a few years, we were a family. We weren't a country. Everybody was nice to each other. I actually never thought that would end. I Everybody remember thinking that. Everybody was... was just, we had so much, so much country pride. Yeah, the, re- the new America was so much fun to be a part of. Yeah, we went through some hell, you know? It was yeah. up from 2001 until I would say 2008-ish. America, because that was when you figure that was when the economy. The market tanked, the, the, the housing co- market. Yeah, everything tanked, the market, the economy. Um Everybody was real close. Everybody was real nice. There was never a moment when it's like I didn't want to go outside, and now it's like I don't. I don't feel safe going to the grocery store without. I had a, a sidearm on me after after my brother deployed the first time. I went to Canal Street in New York City. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Canal Street. Yeah. You can buy a Gucci handbag for like twenty two bucks. I don't know how they make them so cheap, but that's great. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> It, it actually said Gucky. It only had one C. I don't know. But uh, I bought a shirt that it was a picture of Bin Laden. And it said, locate him, pinpoint him, bomb him. Yeah. And just being a fucking dick, because I'm a, you know, that's my nature. I wore it to school. I was, well, I'm going to get a free day off for this one. Sure. And my principal, I'm, walk, I'm walking through the hallway. It's just me in the middle of class going, going potty, because, you know, about the bladder thing. So I'm walking to the bathroom. My principal stops. And he goes, Gallagher, let me see that shirt. I'm like, here we go. 
So I hold it up. Time to know, go home. Kind of grab just above the titty, show him what it says. And he's like, oh, that's great. And he just kept walking. And yeah. I was like, this is fucking, like, this is the, this is prime America right here. Yeah, no, it was the best time in our lifetime that came, unfortunately, directly after a tragedy. Uh, I wish it would take another tragedy for us to get back there, but I feel like it's going to end that way. But, I mean, that in itself, how American is that? When does your family get together? What are the two occasions? Holidays and funerals. Uh, holidays, that's actually good for you. Good for you, because that's a pretty tight-knit family. I was going to say funerals and weddings. Two tragedies. Those are the times that families in America get together. When somebody ruins the rest of their life and when somebody's life ends is when people band together and they go, oh, we all got to be there for them to support them. This is the worst day of their life. Yeah. You know, they lost the one they loved or they just, you know, lost everything else. Right. <laughs> no, we, I mean, my family, from like my direct family gets together for holidays. Um, but like, I have a cousin that we have the joke that we're literally, every time we're at a funeral, we see each other and it's like, man, we should really get together. Yeah. Other than this moment right now. And then we go and, the next funeral, we're like, this is the one. See, and you motherfuckers talk shit because I set alarms on my cell phones to stay in contact with these people. Everybody should go set alarms on their cell phones today. And here's why. Think of the five people that you've grown apart from that you legitimately wish you didn't. Not people that you just, like your cousin. Who knows what you guys have in common? Who knows how much fun you would Not have? much. Who knows if you'd even enjoy each other's company? But the people who you know, like... uh you know who we both have fallen apart from? Hmm. And I don't know why you did. You might have a better reason, but Rubano. Oh, I, I love Rubano. I have a great reason. Oh, okay. But but <laughs> if I could still talk to Rubano and yeah. he could be a little less hateful. We were uh, great, great friends for a very long time. Yeah, he, was, he was, seemed like a good some of our misguided. Some of our best times, you know, were together. We, we had some great times together. And okay, so had you not had whatever specific it sounds like right. falling out your head, wouldn't it still be nice to talk to him once? All I do is shoot somebody a text message once a week and say, "Hey, man, how you been? How are the kids? How's everything?" Yeah, no, I have friends like that that I talk to once a week or so. That it just it's hard to stay. Like my best, one of my best friends, he's in the Air Force. Yep, he's just about to get out. Moved to Florida, married, two kids. We see each other maybe once every two years, but yep. every so often. Send them a text. Yeah. Give them a call. And it's that stuff. It's But where did we call, where, how did we get here? Because we're... What do you mean? Like right now, how did we get here? We were talking about tragedy, bringing everybody together. Weddings and funerals oh, bring yeah, people so, together. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. we're talking about staying in touch with the people that we care about. Sure. We should do more of that. But we should also try to meet new people to care about. I agree. So now we're, we're talking about an individual basis. We're talking about setting a reminder to call the person that you love. What if we could do this on a bigger scale? What if you, these things that are corny to us and we don't really understand because we're young and we're stupid or because we've lost sight of why they were important. Listen, a parade is not cool. I don't like parades. They're noisy. They're long as fuck. They're boring. What if we had more parades because it draws more people into the same common space and we just got to know each other a little better? What if it wasn't always a parade? What if there was a fucking get to know you day? In the, the local green in whatever town you're from or city you're from, meet downtown, walk around, kiss babies, shake hands, have fucking hot cocoa. We have those. How frequently? We have those. Every day there's those going on. How many concerts have you ever been to? 
Well, okay. Well, how, how many concerts have you been to in your life, you think? I don't know. Uh, two dozen. So you've been to two dozen Get to Meet You Days because every single person there has a similar interest as you. That's a valid point. Every single person that's at a movie that you're going to see has a common interest as you. Okay. Concerts? Expensive? Late at night? Loud? Sure. So Maybe not a great example. No, it's, 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 a, it's a perfectly good example. We need... Uh, in a localized way and in a globalized way to get out there and get familiar with each other. We need more farmers markets. I can tell you this, that if I fell, if I fell into a group of BLM and you know, okay, at a uh, fucking downtown barbecue, right? The whole, whole Torrington stuff. This is a huge meme right now. Did you get invited to the cookout? Cause no. you're talking about going to this cookout. I don't, did you get invited to the cookout? No. Okay, cool. Just making sure. I don't know the meme. The cookout. Nope. Never heard of the cookout? Nope. So, like, the cookout was a huge thing in the African-American culture. Like, everybody goes to the cookout, right? Like okay, well, one of, your, one of your friends has a cookout, everybody you know ever has been there is going to okay, be there. Okay, sure. Uh, and it's like, now this is meme about these white people that want to get invited to the cookout, because it sounds awesome. That does sound awesome. It sounds great. Like, and every person you've ever met is at this one cookout. Sure. Let's go. Block parties, that kind of to stuff. that point, yeah. Block parties, and you know what? New York City has fucking killer block parties. But that's my point. So let's get everybody in Torrington downtown. Everybody's welcome to come. And if I were to fall in line with a group of people who, going into that day, thought if you wave the American flag, you're racist, I guarantee you that after they meet me and spend some time with me, they would go, well, I mean, not that one. You know, like, I, I, I remember that one guy who we, we're sure, even though he had, you know, like an American flag hat, he wasn't at all racist. He was really friendly. And maybe we can build from that, right? Maybe the group that I was with gets along with the group that I've run into. Um, I just feel like getting out and loving your neighbor is the solution to this problem. I don't think I could say it enough. I think we need to get outside our fucking houses. Yeah. No, I agree. I, uh, Wholeheartedly agree to that. All right. Loving thy neighbor. We're uh, we're an hour and a half deep. I think it's time to call it quits. Yeah. We got deep today. Well, Fight Club, bro. Fight, Fight Club, Club brings it out of it us. It really brought it out. We were talking about fighting, 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 and now, like, just love. Love. You know what? Fight. That's actually, that's the solution right there. Oh, my God. That's the solution. Fight Club barbecue. Fight in a way that is sanctioned and safe and love- Outside of that. Yeah. All right. Love Fight in the Club streets. Barbecue. Love in the streets. Love in the streets. Fight Club. Something that rhymes with streets, but not sheets. At the park. At the park. Have anything the to rubberized s- park. The- <laughs> it was. Yeah, did you, you? You caught that, right? Like, the, the, the park had, like, the rubber coating? Yeah. Do you think that's. Do you th- I think that was from before the Fight Club. I think that's why the Fight Club chose to go there. Probably, yeah, it makes sense. It has a foam padding for, like, the kid that falls all the time. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to get slammed on your fucking neck, at least it won't, you know, at least it won't fracture your skull. You might break your neck, but no brain damage. Right. Just paralysis. Patrick, it's been a great trilogy. It has been a great trilogy. The three-peat, the threesome that Mason and I have had is over. I might pop in on Thursday. Uh, you, I did you tell, pop right in. I did tell Tom and you that I might pop in real quick on Thursday because there's this movie we want to talk about, uh, The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. 
I have not watched it. Uh, neither have I. I may tonight. Oh, the, uh, Tommy watched it, right? Tom watched it. He wanted to talk about it. I told him I wanted to see it, so I might pop in Thursday if I have a chance to watch it tonight. Um, I, it's, I don't know what it's like outside. It's cloudy again. It's been raining like shit. If yeah. it's sunny, there's no, way I'm, um, there's no way I'm watching it if it's sunny. I'm with you. I'll be outside all day if it's sunny, but maybe tonight. I don't know. All right. I am, uh, I'm off to a benefit. What are you doing? I haven't decided yet. Uh, you know, if it's, like I said, if it's sunny, I might hit a park, oh. go for a walk. Oh, my God. Please find Willow a fight partner. She is a little young yet. She's in the one-year range. Okay. Um, she Mason, if she hurt, starts now, she fights every by day. the time she's five, she'll be a world-fucking-class athlete. Four uh, years Willow of training. Willow has a fight partner. Um, the dog? You're going to hear it first here. Uh, she fights every day with gravity. Nice. Uh, she's trying to walk. She's very cute at it. She looks very drunk all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The legs going like this, and then when she realizes, oh, daddy or mommy are in, re- in reach, she leans forward and, like, yeah, Scooby- just, Scooby-Doo runs I, I hope I didn't do this too early. Yeah. Um, it's pretty It's pretty cute. She was walking around last night at Mark's house because we had the, the cookout for his 30th. Yeah. She was walking around the grass a little bit. All right. So, you know, who knows what I'm going to do today. It's just a relaxed kind of day. It's, I earned this one. All right. To all of you number niners, I say good day.